Hey everyone, welcome to the Tangents and Perspectives podcast. I am your host, coach, favorite author, and BFF in your head, Tiana Marche, and we are here with another Tangent and a few more perspectives. Let's get into it. Again, welcome to the show. I am so excited about today's discussion. Uh, We are going to be talking about intimacy. And as we dive into this topic, um, I would ask that you would allow me to just do what I do best and offer you a completely different perspective. All right. So we are in season two, uh, episode six in our Healing the Inner Child series in which we are in part five in today's topic, as I've already stated, is intimacy into me I see. Now, typically when we hear the word intimate or intimacy, we think of it in terms of sex and romance. But what most people really don't know is that there are three other different types of intimacy. Uh, Experiential, which is a cognitive intimacy, emotional intimacy, and intellectual intimacy. Now, I tend to look at intimacy as being sacred and private. For me, it's a place of expression, of solace that really isn't accessible to just anybody. I'm a private person and I'm really um, sensitive about my energy. And so whenever I allow people into those intimate parts of me, that vulnerable space of me, um, know that I hold you in a really high regard and I trust you. So that's that's what intimacy really is to me. Um, My belief is that Um, When you have an opportunity to really engage with others, you want to do that in a smaller setting because I feel like the connection, the engagement is more efficient. You learn more. You're more in tune with the other person. There's more that you can see. Uh, Hence the term, into me, I see. You're outwardly permitting others access to see into you. And that is so cool. I think that is so, so cool. Now, before I continue on, I want to go ahead and give a description or a definition of each of those different uh, intimacies. So the first one being experiential, which is a cognitive intimacy. And that means that you're sharing thoughts and ideas in a way that bonds you with someone, right? Uh, When two people are doing things together without even speaking. So it could be listening to music, watching a movie or a screenplay or reading. Uh, For me and my daughter, that is one of the most amazing things that we do. Um, My daughter hates reading, right? And so I try to not be so militant about it, but just get, of course, as a writer, hello, I need you to be able to read my stuff, girl. Um, But just understanding how reading expands the mind and expands the vocabulary. Uh, It makes you more articulate. Also considering what it is you're taking in, but also understanding that you can still spend time with someone. You can still spend time with someone and be doing your own thing, but it's just that bond if you're doing, like I said, reading. So again, before I go further into a tangent, uh, yeah, that's just one one thing. That's a way of um, expressing experiential uh, or experiential Am I saying that right? Experiential. There we go. Intimacy. Okay. The second uh, intimacy is emotional, which involves a perception of closeness to another that allows sharing of personal feelings, again, being vulnerable, um, accompanied with or accompanied by expectations of understanding. So you're expecting that person to understand. You're expecting that person to offer affirmation. Hey, it's going to be okay. I've been through that. Uh, Also, you're not alone, Uh, you know, things of that nature and uh, demonstrations. 
right? And when we're talking about demonstrations, we're actually talking about the five love languages. Many of us, especially in the self-love, self-care industry, um, we're familiar with the five love languages. There was this really popular book entitled The Five Love Languages, right? So it's something that most of us are pretty familiar with. But just in case, here's a review. Uh, The first uh, love language is words of affirmation. Uh, words of affirmation again um, words of encouragement or compliment Uh, I think you look beautiful I like that new color on you or is that a new nail color or wow um, you know I congratulations on your accomplishment you know anything that makes a person feel good or feels make that makes a person feel good or uh, that edifies them right quality time as I mentioned one of the things me and well I love and my daughter strong likes <laughs> is that quiet reading time together um, and uh, or maybe a walk in the park or doing something that the other party enjoys doing and being able to share that experience with them it may not be something that you enjoy but doing that for your partner um, also receiving gifts um, one of the things that I uh, enjoy doing is um, whenever I'm away from my daughter whether she's away uh, with her dad for the weekend or if she's, uh, or if I've left her and I'm returning back home for something or from somewhere. I always try, if I'm out, I always try to think of something that I know she enjoys, that she likes, or just something that, you know what, I saw this and I thought you might want to try it too. I tried a new snack or whatever. So just, it for me, it's not even about the, the thing. It's more about the idea that I, you were thought of. So again, those little uh, receiving gifts and things like that. Also, acts of service. Um, Taking someone's car to get a car wash or making an extra cup of uh, coffee or tea for someone in the house or what have you. Um, Or physical touch. It it is, again, get your minds out of the gutter. It's not necessarily in a um, perverted way or in a sexual way, but more um, a hug giving someone a hug or a pat on the back or even a handshake can be a physical touch. It is phys- literally what it says. It's physical touch. And what people don't realize about the physical touch and, the, and why it's such a prominent thing and a powerful thing is it because it allows the energy to transfer. So you have to be careful with that because you want to make sure that you're transferring good energy. There have been many minute or excuse me, many moments um, where I could sense someone's energy is off and I'm in a place where I am more full than they appear to be in that moment without even saying anything I'll just kind of walk by and gently like place my hand on their arm or in their back or their shoulder um maybe in a way to to appear that I'm just trying to pass by and in that moment it's not where I'm just like let me stage a, a touch and feel that's not what I'm saying okay but what I'm saying is um just kind of brushing past them and having to move and oh excuse me or something of that nature or hey how you doing um where a touch like that would be warranted but in in essence what i'm really doing is just kind of allowing them to absorb some of my energy and i know that might be a little over the top for people if you're not familiar with this kind of work um or you know just energy and the transference of energy and the power of touch hence that's why it's a physical touch um there was also a study done that and I'm listen I'm just reviewing so don't quote me on everything that I'm saying with this but there was a study done where it showed um it was a study done on infants and it was to show how healthy I believe it was that the infants were um where they had a group of eight infants and those infants received affection love and affirmation and all of those things and 
baby group A, or excuse me, baby group B, were they did not. And so it kind of looked at their immune system and, and saw who was the more healthy and they uh, accredited the healthy babies to having received that positive love, that positive affirmation, that uh, quality time, maybe receiving gifts, acts of service and physical touch. Um, it's even said to, when you speak to plants, it's a sense of nurturing, right? And so that's why it's so powerful. But again, it's because of what happens when it's not just skin to skin contact and that's it. It's what happens when that skin to to skin contact is made okay so uh just to reiterate that and then the other um or another intimacy is intellectual and that is when two people who really come together to share ideas and thoughts they are comfortable in doing so even when they differ in their opinions connecting brain to brain in a sense okay so um you guys might be a part of a political group or a political, yeah, a political, say a political platform on social media, but one party might be Democratic and one party might be Republican. So you guys have a common interest in politics, but you guys are on two different sides of the spectrum. You guys have two different um, teams that you that you're on, right? So in that sense that's what it means and also uh, which is the most common of course for all you freaks out there <laughs> for all you freaks out there sexual intimacy which is romantic love sexual activity and passionate attachment and uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stop right there and go on a tangent with that the word attachment that resonated with me so deeply because a lot of times first of all this is going to be a, probably a whole nother season just to have this conversation but sex is such a perverted thing we've gotten so removed from the actual purity and sacredness and spirituality of sexual intercourse sexual intimacy okay the reason being um there have been so many things due to misunderstanding that have manipulated the acts and the meaning and the definition and the purpose of sex okay so um before i go into that i want to talk about oh no i'm going i'm right where i'm at i'm looking at my notes just to make sure i'm not on too much of a tangent i see i planned this tangent that's how that's how dope i am with tangents because i have mapped out a tangent within a tangent so i'm cold like that <laughs> anyway so with an attachment an attachment is i'm trying to think of a visual to give because i'm a visual learner so i'd like to think that my listeners most of my listeners are visual learners as well so i try to have a little something something for y'all but i don't think i have anything right now so i'll just give it to you like i wrote it down so um sexual attachment you can have here, here we go you can have a piece of hair stuck to velcro that is an attachment but it doesn't mean that it's connected it doesn't mean that it is in alignment with let me see if i can find my dictionary to give the actual definite terminology or definition of what attachment and connection is give me one second give me one second Okay, so let's see. Connect. No, here, let's do attachment first. 
Let's do attachment first. And attachment is, where's attachment? Okay. Ash Wednesday. Sounds about right. Attachment, attachment, attachment. All right. Oh, wait a minute. I think I might be off. <laughs> so an attachment is a... Let me, let me read the ones that are um, relevant to our discussion. So number two is connection by ties of affection and regard. Okay, but we can still use that. We can still use that and I can still prove my point. Uh, oh, or this was the one that I was using. An attachment by which one thing is attached to another. Okay, so bam, we got an attachment. So my example would be the... Um, a connection by which one thing is attached to another. So a physical attachment, like I use the piece of hair on a piece of Velcro. Those two things don't need to be close, but here they are, right? In this entanglement. <laughs> now, the first uh, definition is interesting to me because it says a connection by ties of affection and regard, which would talk about, that's what they talk about in the definition for sexual intimacy. But let's get to connection. Let's define connection so we can bring my point home. Lord, please let this bring my point home. Connection. <laughs> Not while I'm recording. Uh, Sharita texting me. Since she's texting me while I'm recording, let's read her text message. Let's read her text message. Just made it back to NC. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So connection, connection, connection. Connection. See when people text you while you're recording? Connection. I swear I can spell and read, guys. I swear I can. Connection. Here we go. All right. Bam, boom. Here we go. Connection is a logical relationship. Coherence. Relation of a word to... Oh, no, that doesn't apply. A bond or a link, a person related by blood or marriage, a relationship in social affairs or business, an association of persons, a religious uh, denomination, a means of communication or transport. So the one that best suits our point is logical relationship coherence, um, a bond or a link, okay? A relationship in social affairs okay we're just gonna make that fit so anyhow the difference between attachment and connection again attachment just because you have access to it just because you are connected in a sense to it doesn't mean that you are connected to it you are attached to it it is on you or you are on it but that doesn't mean that it is connected to it you can connect two puzzle pieces or you can attach two puzzle pieces to each other but it doesn't mean that they are connected so it doesn't mean that they'll fit and even if they do fit a little bit it'll be uncomfortable so it is when we attach ourselves in sexual relationships as opposed to allowing a genuine and authentic and pure and sacred and spiritual connection to take place and then when we do that we pervert the whole purpose and um, misconstrue the identity of sex and what it represents and what it should represent so when you are attached it again it becomes perverted but when you are connected it is pure it takes you back to the origin of sex and what it was there for it was there for co-creation it is there for healing 
um, when people make sounds, and I think we've, we're all listening as listeners on this podcast, have engaged in a little uh, sexual intimacy a time or two, okay? Uh, if you got kids, ding, 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 you did it, okay? So, um, if, well, let me say this. If you have birthed children, if you, if you, if you got someone pregnant, yeah, y'all yeah, get what I'm saying. You did it, okay? So, uh, you guys, if it was good, you maybe you made a few sounds here and there. Well, the the science behind that is there are certain sounds, and they're more like vowel sounds, the ahs and o's and mm, and all of those things. But when you make those sounds, kind of similar to a yoga uh, practice, um. Now my daughter's texting me. <laughs> um, so when you are operating in that practice, or when you're doing it, when you're operating in those practices, where it when you have to incorporate those sounds again through meditation, through sexual intercourse, what those sounds do, um, or excuse me, when though when they are used in a a physical and a healing um, healing um, I hate when when I get distracted when they are used in a in a healing practice the sounds give off a a vibration and there are certain vibrations that reach certain organs uh, internally that brings healing and maintenance to those things okay that's why there are certain sounds that are associated with guided meditation when practicing yoga because there are certain uh parts of the body that those vibrations those different sounds that would give off vibration um, tend to that creates healing uh, specifically for those areas in your bodies okay so you have to be mindful of that um, and understand what that is those vibrations again they bring healing obviously co-creation aka kids also it is when two individuals bring together and they have a vision that they're trying to bring into fruition and they co-create through that sexual sacred pure practice of sexual intimacy to bring that thing together so you're either co-creating a life you're co-creating a vision or you are co-creating healing right and that is when and when you are able to experience that um that's when you know you have a sexual connection as opposed to a sexual attachment so be careful with that okay all right i think i've covered all of my definitions now one other thing i want to point out before i close is or a few things that i want to point out as i'm closing when we've not been loved and nurtured properly it is common that we are challenged by setting boundaries and standards for ourselves and i touched on this in last week's episode i believe it was but that violation it creates a wall and we retreat and we hide behind our stuff and we all know what our stuff looks like right but we hide behind our stuff um and being able to understand intimacy affords us the opportunity to intuitively and intentionally that word is key to intentionally intuitively means that you are using your discernment you can sense it you can feel it it feels right and you trust the feeling that it gives you because you understand it you know what that uh, feeling is communicating to you and you are aware enough (laughs) i can get that out you are well or well aware enough to respond to it accordingly and you can do so with intention. I intend to allow this person in because I have this end goal in mind. Because you are thinking logically and you're leading with the logic and not necessarily emotion. Okay, the emotion is there as an aid. But the logic is what gets the, the game plan in action and in motion. Okay, and then so you can intentionally select when 
you can intentionally select um, when and how or when and whom we allow to see into us or with whom we will be intimate with. Let me say that again. Being able to understand intimacy affords us the opportunity to intuitively and intentionally select when and whom we allow to see into us or with whom we will be intimate with. Okay. Especially, 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 especially with regard to sexual intimacy. Emotions and logic can create blurred lines, which breeds confusion and heartbreak. When you can make a more informed decision, you're more in control of yourself and your actions in certain situations. And now as I close, as you are healing and nurturing yourself back to your true whole self, take a deep breath. And take a deep look into yourself daily and be open to allowing others in to see the true beauty that you are in every phase of your journey. You don't have to be perfect and you don't have to have it all together. In fact, some of the most beautiful things are fragmented and broken and chipped away at. That's what makes it unique. That's what makes it interesting. Because people want to know about the breaks. They want to know about the cracks. And to be able to speak with those visible scars, but to speak from a place that surpasses those cracks and those fragments in your experiences and in your spirit, right? Um, that is the true reward. It's like your, your war wounds. So enjoy it, embrace it, and love it. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. And until next time, love and light. Mwah.